Hello and welcome back to another episode of Rugby with Pads. Um, you're now well into our off-season content schedule, so I hope you're still listening out there. I thought I'd um, do a bit of an intro into Dynasty. It's something that I've spoken about over the last, um, last year, and it's something that I've become more and more passionate with. And unlike a lot of the different formats, it's actually an all-year-round competition where you carry your side on year after year. You become a multi-year general manager. You draft rookies uh, with a reverse order next year based on record just like in normal redraft leagues but you're just on rookies to keep it even the idea is to refresh your roster and stay competitive and uh there's like the two ways of kind of thinking about it in terms of linking it to the real game of football you can either bet it all and win now um think the rams in recent memory or you can look to build a dynasty that's always going to be competitive think about the patriots in the noughties and 2010s where they had that you know, massive dynasty of six, seven years and you know, got all those titles. I've spoken about our dynasty league um, a little bit uh, over the last few months and how badly I did in it. I went first year, um, I had a great year, it was the inaugural year, I won it and I probably bet it all on some veteran players who were definitely coming towards the tail or peak of their powers. Um, and in the second year, I had a less than great fate. I actually came last. Um, I didn't even come away with the first overall pick because I traded it away thinking that I was going to do better. And uh, maybe my hubris has uh, come back to bite me. But I do have a couple of picks this next year. So uh, at this time of the season where there's not really much to talk about in terms of fancy, but we're still very interested in real football, I thought it's a perfect time to start a new segment. I'm not sure what to call it yet. Um, maybe Road to Rebuild or Road to Redemption. We'll look to you know, refine it over the year, but it's something that I'll look to keep revisiting over the course of the year. Um, it'll chart the changes in the team each week, update them in the league, and, and you know, see how we're strengthening our position as we're going on. It's something that I'd like you as the listeners to be involved with as well. I'd love to hear your ideas, and I'm going to put lots of polls up on social media, and as part of this, I'd like you to be involved with to pick what changes are made to my team. So without further ado, I'm doing a, a bit of a short episode on the Dynasty League as it stands at the moment, it serves as a bit of a, a recap for the rest of my league mates, but also to give you an insight into how bad my team is <laughs> currently um, and, and how we're going to manage it moving forwards. Over the last years, um, we've actually steadily increased the size of the league at the moment. Um, it's, it stands quite large at the moment. There's um, a QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex that's WRT, a flex that's WT, and a super flex, which is obviously including QB as well, plus 13 on the bench, three IR, and three taxi players. And a taxi player is a, is a rookie that you can have on the side of your squad without accounting to your roster. You can't play them unless you promote them into your, into your main team, but ultimately they're there for advancing prospects and letting them see it. It's a bit like a red shirt season in college football. Now, we did that to improve activity in the trade market, but due to a general lack of activity in the waiver market, we've actually dropped two bench spots and an IR spot to make it a bit more active. It means that people have to drop players who are just sitting there gathering dust, effectively never play and what have you. And because we had the IR because of COVID, which hasn't been affected at all this year, it's, it's a bit more similar to real-life football. And uh, the large team size is are maybe a bit too bloated when we're looking at fantasy, when we're trying to keep everyone involved and keep it competitive year on year rather than let just the, the rich get richer. Um, and I speak that that from a, a position of not very much power where I'm definitely not in the, uh, the rich camp. But it was important for us to make sure that we kept the league alive and kept the league breathing. So that's the changes going into this year. And what I want to do is 
is take a look um, at at how the rest of the league balances out in this. And, and with the new league schedule and the new league um, roster rules, how is everyone going to be looking? Um, something that John, who has appeared on the pod before, does uh, throughout the year is the power rankings. I, I do the weekly recaps, but he does um, the power rankings. And effectively, he does a bit of a, a squad deep dive. And rather than just say, right, you're position one, you're top of the rankings, he looks at it and say, right, who's most likely to win a title now? And it's very interesting at the start of the season because you get a lot of movement. I started very much near the top last year because I finished quite high um, the year before. I won it, to be fair. And I dipped overall and I ended up being last. And that's where I ended the years. But uh, before the season starts again, and what we do is a bit of a recap, I've done a bit of a squad deep dive and looked at where People have to drop players, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses, where their depth is, where their balance is. And I've rated that against um, the age of the squad and the strength and, and some of the GM decisions that they've made and effectively done um, a grade for each of the players. What I'm going to do is run top to bottom from the, the best of the best in the league to the lowest of the low. And that will be more for the people who are in the league at the moment, but it gives you an idea of people that I will be speaking about over the next year. And look at some of the roster blow and, and some of the candidates for, for drop as well. And I'll end with mine and the likely lineup that I'm going to end up with. And it, basically, this is a, an open call for ideas on how to rebuild and uh, to look what I'm going after. So without further ado, let's jump in um, to the breakdown. So let's start off with the best of the best. And that is my man, John, um, JC. He has done fantastic last season. He ended the regular season about six and eight, snuck into the playoffs, did it the hard way. But that was mainly because he had so many injuries throughout the year. He really turned up in the postseason and had an amazing, amazing time in the playoffs. He's got a really, really well balanced team. And I actually ended up giving his um, his whole team an A plus grade, um, mainly based on the fantasy finish. He, he did absolutely fantastic. Actually, sorry, a lie. The, the, the overall grade um, at the end of the season was an A. He had the fantasy finish um, as an A plus, though. He's got a, probably the best set of um, running backs that you can have. Henry, Etienne, Aaron Jones, Mixon, AJ Dillon. He's got a great set of players there. So I definitely gave him an A plus for that. I guess his um, his prospects aren't that great because he's got the lowest draft pick in the in the next season's um, rookie draft, and he's also only got Dubs Thornton. Uh, Gabe Davis is a high spot, so even still, I, I still only gave him a, a B for that. So I don't think he dropped below a B for the whole whole thing. So he comes out with an overall A grade and the the number one overall dynasty ranking um, overall. Next, however, is is an interesting pick that someone who didn't do well and who actually came ninth in the league. Um, she also ended up on six and eight. Um, it's Caroline, so it's, this is John's wife who also plays in the league. But I think her team really has some components to her that are really, really well built. And I think massively, it's it's down to the young stars that she's got. She's got a myriad of young stars, including Rashad, Rashad White. Sorry, I can't even say it properly. Who I think will become the number one pick over there in um in tampa bay you'll bet bearing in mind there could be someone drafted over him potentially she's got the second overall draft pick and a load of young stars at great positions and including quarterback as well overall she's got a greatly balanced team and again she suffered from a lot of injuries especially late in the season which is why her overall draft ranking uh her overall fancy finish was a d plus but she ended up with an end of season grade of b plus 
I think the only place where she really needs to work on is potentially wide receivers, but she has got Waddle, Judy and London. And I only say that because I've based it on a curve against everyone else and there are some really, really good wide receiver cores out there. But Caroline has a fantastic team that I think is poised for greatness. And I think in the Western Conference, so both John and Caroline in the Western Conference, um, she will be bound for playoffs should she manage to keep everyone healthy. In the third spot, we've got someone who was really unlucky not to win it all. Um, he was definitely top of the power rankings throughout the season. He's got a very well-balanced squad and uh, unfortunately just didn't quite make it past the, uh, the semi-final stage after getting the first round by. Boz has fantastic QBs. He's got Brady, Jackson, Tua, Lance. Um, he's got some fantastic wide receivers as well. They're quite volatile, but he's got DK, Armand Ross and Brown. Mike Williams, Garrett Wilson, who's a great prospect as well. Yeah, he's got A's across the board, and his overall season grade, uh, end of season grade, was actually a B. Um, when it's not too far behind um, Carolina, I probably haven't used the right metrics for it, but he's been great. It's all graded on a scale. The only place I think he might want to look at investing in is tight ends, where he had Higby, who was a great tight end all, all in, but just wasn't fantastic. Just ended up not playing him a lot. Um, he has Isaiah Likely and Ertz, who could be looking um, like retiring at the end of this year, potentially. He's been through a lot of injuries. So Boz is something to look at there, but he's got a very well-rounded team. And actually, his prospects in terms of the draft position helped with the fact um, he he unfortunately faded down the stretch a little bit. I don't think anything, any fault of his own. He just had some uh, some bad luck towards the end there. In fourth, we have another um, Eastern compatriot, someone who... I did think was was definitely on the run to to try and win it all. Um, unfortunately, he got to the final and lost out um, to John in the last point. He averaged 186 points in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. And he definitely got an A-plus for his uh, fancy finish there, um, but ended up with a season grade of B just behind, um, behind Boz. But Tim did fantastically. And I think mainly down to the fact that he has probably the best set of wide receivers. So he's got Jamar, um, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Juju, some great players who are PPR happy and PPR friendly. And yeah, he's fantastic. I, I think the where he failed to maybe invest some time into, and I gave him a D grade for his running backs. Ken Walker's great. Zeke Elliott can be great in parts. He will get another contract probably because Jerry Jones loves him. But Cordero Patterson, and then after that, it kind of really tails off and he's got a few bums there. But uh, I think Tim will come back stronger, and providing he focuses on drafting a, a a running back, I think we can really see him him go for go for another title run. He's definitely got a young enough squad that it makes sense for him to uh, to keep up the pace there. Going on into the middle order, we have Dan in fifth. Um, yet another um, Eastern Conference compatriot here. Dan flamed out a little bit at the end. He made it, he snuck his way into the playoffs and then failed at the first hurdle, unfortunately. So he really dipped his score a little bit there. Um, overall, he came out the end of the season with a B minus. And bearing in mind, this was his first season playing fantasy football. And he took on an orphan team who lost Derek Henry last year down to some, you know, silly, silly decision making. So bearing in mind, this is taken with a pinch of salt. He could have had Derek Henry should he have a drafted this team and b you know not inherited a, a, a pile of rubbish basically but he made it made some really good moves in the off season uh and and the, and, the, and the actual season amassed a load of picks got some great players he traded for higgins from me 
Um, he's got some great wide receivers. And I think they're probably his bright spot. Higgins, Evans, uh, Devontae Adams, Pickens. But there's a substantial drop off after that. But you only need to pay three. So I think he's got um, a really good lineup there. I think where he's going to suffer next year is at quarterback. He's only really got one guaranteed starter currently. Um, and that's Russell Wilson, who hasn't been great. But he could be interesting if he's better. And obviously, there's a lot of change over in Denver. He's got Jimmy G, where he lands Zach Wilson, who I traded away, and I'm very glad I did. But he does have Brock Purdy and Jordan Love, who are potential starters in the league elsewhere. I, I've given him quite a low grade for quarterback at D minus because there's so much uncertainty there. And if he has to go to the well, he's only got one first round draft pick at the moment, which is a good one. He's got the first overall. Um, but you know, whether he can use that to trade back a little bit and avoid getting B. John Robinson, which I know he'll say I'm you know, being being naughty and uh, trying to convince him not to go for B. John Robinson and trade up that pick. But, you know, it might make sense for him to look at a quarterback depending on how free agency goes for some of his quarterbacks. Um, down in sixth, um, we've round off some of our um, Eastern um, Conference compatriots, apart from me, that is. And uh, we've got Ed. Ed finished reasonably strong, actually, and I've just given him a B-. minus, And it, mainly because his fancy finish wasn't great, he ended up, I think, 7th or 8th in, in all, maybe 7th, I think it was. But he's got some great prospects, and I think part of his strength of his team is his running backs who really come to, to light this year. Um, at the start of the season, I wouldn't have said they were worth much, um, but he's got CMC, who is fantastic, could be a 101 in, in most PPR formats. Um, he's got Josh Jacobs, who surprised everyone and, uh, and and really came to his own in a contract year. Where he'll land, that'll be interesting. Ramondre Stevenson, who became probably a prime back, I think he you know, got himself ahead of um, Harris as well. He's got Khalil Herbert and, of course, Bruce Lightning, who was, unfortunately went down for an injury. Otherwise, he could have been a league winner. I've given him an A for his running backs, but unfortunately, give him a D plus for his uh, quarterbacks. He's got Dak and Stafford. Dak was tied with the most interceptions with Kirk Cousins, despite paying like five less games or something silly like that. It was crazy. And maybe it wasn't Kirk Cousins, but he was tied for the most. And Stafford injured. I don't think we're going to see him again on an NFL pitch. And that's really sad. Saddens me being a Rams fan as well. But I, I think Ed could be really struggling next year if he doesn't manage to get some um, quarterbacks to fill the void there. But we shall see. Going back into the Western Conference, we've got another John, JB. Um, he actually was also took an, on an orphan team as well um, last year. And this year went and sacrificed it all, traded away a load of picks for some great players and ended up with a really interesting roster. And I think by far and away, he has the best one-two punch at QB because it's a super flex leads. Hurts and Burrows, it's a top full, it's a possible top two quarterbacks for the next seven or eight years. It's, it's, it's a position he doesn't need to think about, um, which I think is fantastic. But he ended up with an overall C plus grade on the, um, the end of season, mainly because it was dragged down so heavily by his running backs. He's only got one starter, really, Miles Sanders, who hates fancy football <laughs> and... Someone else who plays for the Texans, I guess, you know, sorry, Damien Pierce will probably be valuable, but it's the Texans who are a really awkward franchise and there's so much uncertainty around them, um, especially with Lovey Smith just uh, going as well. This is being recorded, by the way, um, after week 18. So we've seen um, Black Monday or, or New Horizons Monday or whatever you want to call it, where a load of coaches get fired. But JB has an interesting side, and he, but he doesn't have many prospects um, this year or next year. He's given away both his first rounds. Whether he can do some magic in the waiver wires or 
trade some of those fan, high fancy assets in his QB uh, into something that could you know balance the side a little bit. We are yet to see. Um, and in number eight, we've got Kristen. Kristen has played fantastically. She scored really highly and only just got beaten by um, by John uh, in in the semi-finals. I think it was. It was a really respectable finish. Um, she's got such a great side. Many thanks to her um, her tight end, and I, I gave her an A plus for tight end because she has Kelsey. Kelsey is so much better than everyone else. But overall, ended with an end of season grade a, a C because some deficiencies at running back and particularly at QB. At the moment, her starting set of running back of quarterbacks is Trevor Lawrence, who I think is respectable and will be a, a long term starter. But Minshew, Winston, and McCoy team players who probably don't have a team next year or very unlikely to and um yeah it's just they're just guys aren't they obviously we're making some adjustments to the league um to be able to provide more options uh and on, on the waiver wire and hopefully promote some more activity but yeah that's that's a, a grade in a superflex league that really really um drags you down and finally in ninth um we've got Kristin. Um, who I've given, what I, give her, I gave her a C minus overall, which wasn't, isn't too far behind. Um, Kristen, ha- on the on the contrary side to Kristen, has great quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, Goff, Tannehill, Carr. I, I think they're a bit mid, but she's got good depth, so it's B minus there, but has by far and away the worst set of running backs. He's got Delvin Cook and pretty much no one else. Um, despite that, had a respectable finish. Um, yeah, the rest of the side is is relatively good there's some holes in the roster um a tight end and some you know need some more prospects but she did a lot better than me so <laughs> say that so i can't i can't really say much there um i, I think the, the balance of the the raw score gave a 45 and that's fit sorry 55 and there was a a spread of about 50 points across the from top to bottom here but there is one last player to talk about and um after the break I will talk about my fancy finish and uh, give you an idea of what my roster looks like going into the new season. So, my team. My team has not got a good score, and I, I peer-reviewed this with uh, with a couple of people as well, but um, the drop-off was significant, and I gave, gave myself a D-plus. It's probably a little bit generous in some areas. I've got some deficiencies at QB um, or some uncertainties at QB. I've got some deficiencies at running back, wide receiver, tight end. I think my prospects are pretty good and there's some people in there as well, but the balance of my team and the overall age is poor and my fancy finish was was just awful. I think, you know, this uh, this team is definitely dragged down by its uh, its GM and uh, I'll give you, give you an idea as, as for why you can, you can kind of look at my squad and think, yeah, what's good, what's bad. So we'll start at QB. At QB, I traded for Aaron Rodgers. I gave up a first and um, Zach Wilson, who I think wasn't really giving up. It's more shifting him away for Aaron Rodgers, uh, which is why Dan has the first overall pick this next year. Um, but he could be retiring, and that's a worry for me. If he does retire, I do get back a second round pick, which will be a relatively high second round pick as well. So I'm okay with that. And I do have two first round picks, so it's not too bad. I can definitely adjust the position and, and react to position. But would I be starting a rookie? Potentially, unless I trade for someone else um, who could potentially keep me in the mix. And this is going to be the decisions we're going to have moving forward. Um, I do have some bright spots, however, at QB. I've got Justin Herbert, who I think, despite a fancy finish that was subpar, um, 
I wasn't particularly happy with uh, with, with it for a lot of the season. He he finished on on a heater, which I'm really pleased with. I also have Baker Mayfield, who um, I'm really interested in. I think if uh, Stafford does go, I think Baker Mayfield with a bit more time and an off season under his belt could be the guy he needs to be at the Rams, and that'd be interesting to see. Um, depends where the Sean McVay stays as well. There's a lot to lot to question there. And uh, outside of that, I have Mike White, who I held on to, but I don't think he's going to have a, a chance of staying on. Um, in my taxi squad, I've got Desmond Ridder, who could be a prospect moving forward, but the Atlanta Falcons with you know, could, could definitely get rid of a third rounder. Um, so there's there's nothing really to tie him there. So not a great, but not a bad QB set. Running back is a bit more disappointing. I've got Najee Harris, who I think has, has shown himself to be good in streaks, which I'm really happy with. I've got Brian Robinson, who I'm really up on. Um, I'm really happy about um, that move for him. I think he could be a potential RB1 next year, So, but he hasn't really shown it in, in long enough stretches um, over the year. Um, backing him up, I've got um, Antonio Gibson, who I hope will move somewhere else and I hope can be the CMC-esque person he needs to be. Um, I've got CEH, who could be fodder by the end of the year, but let's see how he how he comes back from IR. But they've got a lot of capital in him. He's a first rounder technically, so maybe um, they they do have to invest some time into him or shift him to a team that like the 49ers. Maybe he'll, he'll get a bit of play there and become a bit of a role player. And uh, outside of that, I've got Kyron Williams for the Rams as well, who looked like he might be able to get into the team. He's on my taxi squad at the moment, but. I think with the uh, Cam Akers uh, reconciliation, maybe he's uh, a wasted pick, but we shall see. You know, these things can sometimes take a little while to uh, to pan out. He was a low draft pick, so he could get shifted off quite easily as well, which is a bit of a shame. I've also got Dion Jackson, who is um, uh, Jonathan Taylor's stand-in, who in in relief did pretty well, but I don't think I can rely on him on a week in week out basis, and he would definitely be um, fodder for uh, for being removed. Um, outside of that, by the way, just to mention, I've also um, already dumped Ty Johnson and Jermichael Hasty and Andy Dalton uh, from my squad just to free up a bit of space and make sure I can be active on waivers um, when needed to be. Wide receiver is an interesting sort because I'm actually more positive on that based on the last couple of weeks of the season. I've got Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton and KJ Osborne as my current top three. I started off the year in a very different position. I had Alan Robinson. I still have him. He's on IR. Um, and I've got Robert Woods, who didn't really make an impact as I w- thought he would in Tennessee, but we'll see. I've also got a spattering of, of talent in Isaiah McKenzie. I'll probably do one of Noah Brown or Jalen Tolbert. And I've got Ben Skoranek, who can be a PPR monster on his day as well. So I'm actually relatively chipper about uh, my wide receivers. Tight end, though, is a mixed bag. Um, and it's always been a struggle for me to predict tight ends. I've got Gerald Everett, um, who was okay in spurts, but not consistent. I've got Juwan Johnson, who I think could be a legitimate passing threat, uh, receiving threat um, for the Saints, and I'm really interested to see how he develops. And I've got Trey McBride, who I've mentioned Zach Hurts earlier, and I think Trey McBride could be the next answer, and he did look good in a couple of you know starts when he gets a tight end takes longer to, uh, to adjust to, to come into the league. So I'm interested to see how he pans out as well. And Logan Thomas, who was so frustrating, he's definitely a drop candidate for me, just for how frustrating he was. But you can see how overall I, I'm struggling with this lineup. There's nothing really there that, that really allows me to compete. When you, when you look at someone else's lineup, and I'm going to pick, uh, I'll pick John's. Yeah, let's, let's pick on John's lineup. 
because he's got a fantastic team. It's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Etienne. Um, AJ Dillon was played in the final, not not Aaron Jones because he had such a you know, a huge commanding lead. Um, Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson, uh, DJ Moore, Kittle, Mixon, Knox, Cousins. He's got talent every position and uh, that's what I would want to get to. But it takes a little while to get, get there. So you can see what the problem is and what I need to be doing. And now this comes the ask of you. So uh, over the next year, I will be revisiting this squad on a weekly basis to tell you what moves and changes I've made. I'd like you to react to it and let me know what kind of things you'd like me to see. And like what, I might put out some polls and say, right, these these guys are available. Um, who, who should I go after? That this this trade is potentially looking likely. Yeah, should I go out, go for it and uh, increase my chances? And I'd be interested to see whether I can a compete next year, whether I just consolidate a low draft position. I I, I don't want to to lose as badly as I did last year. I, I don't like being winner of the well loser of the toilet bowl. But um, I'll be interested to see what you guys um, would want me to to look at and want me to do because I feel like this is a a team that can be for the community. And with that, I am going to love you and leave you. This is actually probably going to be the last session that I do recording wise um, for a little while now, um, as it's the off season. I've got a baby on the way, but I will be coming back in the new year with some content um, around. Free agents, when I say new year, the new league year, um, after after the Super Bowl has finished, about free agents going into trades, do some mock drafts. We've got loads of content coming. So if you do want to support, um, please follow us on socials at Rugby With Pads. You can support us financially if you want to get involved and there's going to be merch arriving hopefully soon. I, I think I'll keep updated on that. But um, buymeacoffee.com slash rugby with pads. You can support from as little as £1 a month. Uh, I'm not going to beg, but uh, if you want to get involved, yeah, and be part of this community. I'd really enjoy that. And maybe I'll have some extra dynasty controls um, through that system as well. A bit like Patreon. But uh, yeah, really happy that I'm doing this. It's it's just been you know it's a been a real whirlwind year, and I'm so happy I get to talk at you guys and talk to you guys as well um, on this pod. But uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, um, you can find me on all the socials at Rugby Pads. Get in contact with me at sam at rugbywithpads.com. And as always, good luck and I will see you on the virtual gridiron.